0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 86 of the NeuroEdge podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. The name of today's episode is 7 Signals You May Be Overtraining. And I wanted to do a deep dive into some qualitative measures that we can look at in our body and how we feel to indicate that we may be overtraining. And this one is going to be geared a little bit more to uh, the athletic people in my audience that are listening. So I really want to kind of work on these things that we can be intuitive about, about how our body feels, how our body is functioning to let us know that we are overtraining and overworking ourselves so that we give our time to rest, relax and recover so that when we do train and are working out that we are being productive and that we actually aren't damaging ourselves. The point of exercise in and of itself is to tear down the muscle in our body in order to build it back up so we come back stronger and better. And sometimes I know, myself included, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a hard charger and someone that is really pushing themselves. We can tend to overdo that. And what happens is we push ourselves too far and it ends up breaking us down without giving us the chance to recover and our workouts become bad and then it has ripple effects into other areas of our life. Or maybe make it sick and have things that happen. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. But before I jump into that, I just want to say my sincerest gratitudes to anyone that is listening to this. We just passed 1,000 downloads for the episode, which may not seem like a lot, but is a lot for having just started this podcast. So to all the people that have ever downloaded an episode, ever listened to an episode, ever watched a YouTube video any of that stuff. If you were someone that listened, I really want to thank you. More importantly, because you're doing things for yourself that are helping improve yourself to become a little bit better each day, just becoming 1% better each day. So again, thank you so much if you're on this journey with me, where we are improving ourselves, improving our health, improving our mind, improving our body, and improving our spirit. So again, thank you so much. And If you want to go a little bit further, if you're someone that just listens to the podcast or watches the YouTube videos, there will always be a link in the description to join the Facebook group around these topics where we go in and do deep dives into different things and different topics. And it's a little bit more of an interactive community instead of the podcast where I am just talking one-on-one with you. You can join over there, you'll get access to me. And more importantly, not myself, but all the other people in the group that are also like-minded. Because I think, as they say, we are an average of the five people that we spend the most time around. And you want to make sure the five people you spend the most time around are actually benefiting you and helping you improve your life. Because I think if you are someone that is taking time to listen to a podcast, that's obviously important. to you. So now that that's out of the way, let's get into the seven signs of overtraining. And before I say this, I think it's important to just make the big distinction overall, whether there's some people that are athletes and they push themselves and they have this tendency to push themselves too hard. There's other people that know that they need to work out. So I want to make the distinction between if you're someone that is not in shape and not in the best shape of your life, this probably isn't going to be as much of an episode for you. However, the same things can apply because if you're someone that's just getting into fitness, just getting into health, and you're really trying to learn the ropes, you can actually move too fast and push yourself too hard. So I want to make a distinction between you may have be an elite level athlete where you're training all the time and overtraining something that you need to be on guard against. But if you're someone that is not an elite level athlete, you still need to be on guard against this stuff. It just may be at a different pace for you and you maybe have to watch out for different things. And I'll kind of talk about that in the episode today. But I think a common mistake that a lot of people make is in today's world, so so many people are on social media and they see all these people. And I'm not saying anything negative about these people, but you'll see someone like David Goggins or Jocko or these people. And they are always talking about grind, 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 push, push, push. Work harder, work harder, work harder. And to the person that is overweight and sitting on their couch and needs to get their butt off the couch and get moving, if that's you, I hope that you're listening to this. Those types of podcasts and things can be incentivizing to you to stop being lazy and get out and do something. However, if you are someone that is pushing yourself to the max and you're doing all these things, and you're in a really high-stress work environment, and you're also pushing yourself really hard in workouts and things like that, that might not be the best thing to listen to. I'm not saying that we shouldn't push ourselves beyond the point of being in a comfort zone. However, I think we can tend to inundate ourselves with this go-go-go mentality, and what that can result in, this is what I'm going to talk about today, is overtraining and how it can be detrimental to our overall health in the long-term and in the short-term, but just how we need to build better habits to understand and be in touch with our body and understand when to push it and then when to relax and not push it. So let's go ahead and jump in. And again, just to kind of give a definition of overtraining. um, The overtraining is gonna be kind of up to you. As a person, so and again, the elite athlete is going to be a little bit different than the weekend warrior. Um, but think about it like this, and I thought this is a really good analogy when I was doing the research. Picture your body is an electrical socket that powers all of your daily activities. So the activities, no matter how intense, are appliances that plug into your socket. So some appliances require more power than others. Uh, your TV, sound system, blender, lamp, microwave, guitar, treadmill. Um, If you were to all plug those in the same power strip and try to run them at one time, most likely it's gonna fry that power strip. So think about your energy as we have a limited bandwidth, kind of the same thing with time, and our body is no different in terms of energy requirements. So when we look at that socket and we look at our energy requirements, we have kind of the overall governor of this, which is our central nervous system, also referred to oftentimes as your CNS. So your CNS consists of the brain and spinal cord, which control your muscles through sending nerve impulses. What happens is when we become chronically overstressed, and whether that's through work stress or physical stress through training, these nerve impulses can weaken and become inefficient, which can lead to a host of different symptoms that cause our body harm. Some of the factors that lead to acute overtraining include a sudden increase in exercise frequency, intensity or duration of training exercises, As well, a lot not allowing your body to adequately recover from exercise. Other factors like genetics, as well as the length of the time you've been training, uh, also play a huge ability in our body's time to recovery. Because no one trains the exact same way, so you may do more of a strength training method, or you may do more of an endurance training method. Um, These are things that you all need to watch out for, and they may manifest in different forms of our body. Um, But to get into the seven symptoms, so what are seven ways that we can kind of look at our body and uh, determine if we are overtraining. So one is going to be lack of motivation. So if you feel like you've lost all drive and motivation to train or uh, perform any other physical activity, your your body is most likely telling you that you need to rest and recover because you are doing too much. Now, that sounds obvious, but I want to break that down for just a second. There is a difference between lack of motivation, as in, i.e., you have an extremely high body fat and you are eating junk food, therefore you have a lack of motivation to go train, versus you have been training for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days in a row, your muscles are sore, and you have a lack of motivation because your body is overworked. And what is happening in this case is your central nervous system is so overtaxed that it is sending you the signal to, hey, we don't wanna go do this, therefore it is limiting your motivation to go do so. Now what you'll notice is if you give yourself a couple days off or even longer than that, depending on how severe your overtraining may be, you'll notice that that motivation starts to come back. And I think motivation is one of those things that is a positive feedback loop. So again, if you're sitting on the couch and you're 200 pounds overweight, most likely you're also gonna have lack of motivation because you're in a negative feedback loop where your body is sending signals that it's going to be hard to move and you have all these different biological processes that are preventing you from wanting to do things because you are overweight so therefore it's going to be harder and i think about this sometimes you may see someone that is overweight in the gym or that may be you and i actually feel for that person because most likely they are working harder to get the same amount of output as someone that is an elite level athlete or someone that trains intensely much of a time. And the reason I say that is because it is harder to kickstart all those biological processes and get your body motivated to do the same sort of work that someone that may be in really great shape already has the habit of doing. So that person's trying to break bad habits on top of the fact that they are in worse shape. So they are actually working harder in order to do the same thing. So lack of motivation, not in the sense of You just don't feel like doing it, but in the sense of, hey, my body needs to actually rest because I've been doing so much. So, again, we're all going to have times where we don't feel like training, and it's kind of up to you to develop that intuition. Say, okay, today is one of those days that I really need to let my body recover because when I come back tomorrow or two days from now, I'm going to be so much better. So, next one, number two, is going to be when you feel especially sore following a big workout. So. This can depend on nutrition, but if you're eating enough while training um, and still feel intense soreness after your workouts, there's a chance overtraining is set in. So different than usual soreness, just where you're fatigued, um, it will linger for a few extra days and might be a little bit more painful. And I talk about this, and this is known as a symptom called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. And you will notice this sometimes as you're not only sore but it's like an inner sore down to the core of whatever muscle that you may have worked, whether that was your legs, arms, back, whatever it is. And it's actually a symptom and where you'll feel like something's almost wrong, even though it's not mechanically wrong, it's deep down in the muscle tissue where your muscle is sore and it comes almost 24 hours after training. So I've had this happen multiple times to me and it is definitely not fun. It's one of those things where you almost feel like you have an injury but it's actually the muscle is so intensely sore that your body is telling you, Hey, you need to slow it down. You need to wind it down a little bit because we are so overtaxed. Your nervous system is indicating to you that you need to take a break. So this can also happen again, not only if you're an elite athlete, like I talked about, but if you're someone that's new to training, what happens is a lot of people will go sign up for classes, whether it's CrossFit, any of these different things, which are great to do, and especially if they have a community aspect where there's accountability. What happens is you sign up for a class and you get into a really intense workout, and your body isn't prepared and acquired the proper muscle, it hasn't acquired the proper muscle intelligence yet, in order to take on those types of things. So if you're not someone that has been training regularly for much of your life, and isn't used to the level of training that may be included in some of those classes, what can happen is you'll overtrain and then your nervous system won't recover. And what happens when that happens is your chance of injury goes way, way up. And that's where you'll see a lot of people, whether they're doing CrossFit or different classes, anything like that, and usually it's in a group setting because the group is known to push you more, which is a good thing, but what can happen is you tax your nervous system way too much, your body isn't used to it, and then you increase your chance of injury by a lot, then that puts you off for a longer time, and then it's harder to even get the motivation to go back once you are injured, and it's harder to let your body recover. So again, overtraining, recognition of it is extremely important, especially in preventing injury. Number three, I thought this was interesting, and something I'm trying to qualitatively measure a lot more in my training and my workouts is losing grip strength. So one of the best ways to determine if you need to take a break from lifting, particularly if you're doing a lot of strength training, is to test your grip strength. You can use a dynamometer or more easily a gripper um, to regularly measure different levels of grip strength. Well, they're just little tools to measure how strong your grip is. Um, If you have a lot of trouble closing your grip, that's normally very easy for you. Your central nervous system is fried and you need to back off from training. Again, I think that goes without saying. However, you can notice within your weightlifting training, the good thing is weights don't lie. So a 20 pound weight is a 20 pound weight is a 20 pound weight. However, what can change is your ability to, to grip that weight, your ability to move that weight with power, speed, and velocity. And this is a good indicator of where our central nervous system is. So, what happens is as you train, as you get more advanced in your training, Your body really develops this muscular and skeletal awareness of how certain things feel and what we need to learn to be intuitive to and listen to, this is something that I'm working on, is okay, this weight is the same amount of weight, but it feels a lot different today. So I need to make sure that I'm not pushing myself too much to the brink that I'm going to injure myself because this weight may just be the breaking point at which I push myself too far, my nervous system is overextended, therefore I cause injury, therefore I don't get to train as much and get closer to whatever end goal and desire that I have there. So again, pay attention to your grip strength, particularly if you are doing strength training, which I think everyone should be doing some sort of strength training regimen, but pay attention to that grip strength and whether you use one of these tools to measure it or you just notice it based on your max history what weights you can max out at um really try to one understand that if it's not there that you just rest completely or two adjust your workout so that you are not overtaxing yourself and causing a higher risk of injury number 4 is you become restless and lose focus and i thought this was interesting as i was doing research so typically in a lot of strength or power athletes or people who just train with high-intensity intervals, so CrossFitters, things like that. Um, what happens is your sympathetic nervous system goes into overdrive, causing hyperexcitability, restlessness, restlessness, and inability to focus. So this restlessness makes it even harder to recover, and it can also disrupt sleep patterns and consistent gains. So what can happen, again, this goes to our whole nervous system. When our nervous system is overtaxed, it becomes hyperexcitable. What happens is we engage our sympathetic nervous system too much and this is the flight or fight response that is primal and and innate to our bodies and we are when we are in that flight or fight response it affects every other area of our life and it basically causes adrenal stress on our adrenal glands and we can become anxious hyper excitable and not focus as much. And what that does is it ripples into other areas of our life. So if it's something in your training or you're overtraining, this can cause your nervous system to not only be overtaxed, but go into overdrive. And then you are extra anxious at work, you're not as good in your relationship. So again, it can ripple into other areas of your life. The key is to start to notice this because what happens is this doesn't go from zero to 100 on one day and then you're like, oh wow, I notice it and I need to stop. What happens is it little by little, goes up, goes up, goes up. And hopefully along with that, our stress tolerance builds, but there's still time that we need to give our body to rest and recover. And if you're not doing that, this will start to slowly, slowly build up. And this is where you see a lot of chronic disease, illness and injury happen among people, whether it's an illness or just tissue injury over time, is that they're not giving themselves time to recover. Their sympathetic nervous system is becoming more and more and more taxed. And what happens is before they know it, this manifests in the form of injury, chronic disease, different types of illnesses and things like that. So again, we have to pay attention to our body and understand and try to, I think one of the best ways to do this is to journal, but try to understand where your emotional state is at and then look to your training or your work and see what may be causing that. Number five is going to be that you feel sluggish all day. Obviously this should be an indicator that something is wrong. However, what I think happens is, especially a lot of hard, per, hard chargers and high performers, is we tend to overstimulate ourselves and we tend to do things like over caffeinate and do that. And we just say, oh, we got to push through it. So if we're feeling sluggish through today, it's not, oh, okay, what do I need to look at that is causing that sluggishness? This is what medicine or supplement can I take that's going to help me push through that? Um, so this again kind of interplays with our sympathetic nervous system. Um, and a lot of times, this happens to endurance athletes because of doing long, long periods of running. Whether it's like two, three, four hours a day, can decrease your testosterone and increase cortisol. And in some cases, uh, it can also cause problems with your immune system, making you more susceptible to different types of viruses and bacteria. Um, a good way to counteract this is make sure your workouts. <coughs> excuse me. Make Make sure your workouts. Are shorter in length but more intense. So you're getting the same sort of work on your cardiovascular system and training where you're making progress, but you're not doing it over an extended period of time where your body is just taxed to the max all the time. Our body, again, needs to rest in order to perform at the highest level possible. And again, I wanna say that one thing I've been doing recently, and I'll probably talk about this at some point in the future, but I haven't taken caffeine. Um, at least on a regular basis, I might have a coffee every now and then, but I haven't really drank caffeine for the last six months and I've actually had more energy than I've had in a while. And because what happens is our body and our brain becomes addicted to caffeine and we use that to push through our sluggishness rather than address the root cause of the problem, which is that we may not be sleeping enough and we may be overtraining. Number six, and this kind of goes hand in hand, what I've talked about, but chronic soreness in your joints, bones, and limbs. And again, this can come in the form of delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, But basically, again, it's your body telling you if you have problems in your joints and your bones, not only is that through the muscle, but it's actually deep down within our bones that we need to listen and say, okay, I'm overtraining. I need to do some active recovery or just recovery in general where I'm laying off for a little while and letting my body recover. And this is something that as we age, we need to be much more conscious of. And number seven to finish it up, you may be sick more often. So this can cause, be caused by a bunch of things if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not eating healthy, all those things can be dialed in, but even if you are doing all those things and you are training hard, you may be overtraining and making yourself more susceptible to disease. And what happens is when you train too hard and you don't give your body time to recover, again, it could affect things like sleep, Um, I would say always definitely try to have your nutrition dialed in, but it could affect things like sleep and then that's going to affect our immune system, which is one of those things that we have to make sure that we're conscious of and understand that our lifestyle choices and habits are affecting how our immune system is responding to the environment. So if we are healthy, we're training properly, we're not overtraining, our body's going to be in good shape. And our immune system is going to be functioning properly. However, if we are pushing too hard, if we're training six, seven days a week, extremely hard, we're not giving ourselves time to recover. Our immune system is going to falter. We're going to become more susceptible to different diseases and things that may be around us. And we're going to get sick more often. And if you notice, this is a recurring theme where you always feel like you're on the verge of getting sick or you feel like it's something where you're getting colds pretty often, especially as we come into the colder weather this year. um, You need to be conscious of that and it's something that's really important. So again, just to close it out, those were seven symptoms that you may be overtraining. Hopefully you got a little bit of use out of that. And again, 1,000 downloads. Thank you so much to all you guys in my audience that listen to this. I look forward to bringing you as much valuable content as I can for many, many years to come. So thank you so much for being one of the first people to join in on the movement. And with that said, I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.